Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve, and I'm here with G and Tommy T, the additional host of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. The car's back full again. We've been riding yeah. two, we've been riding shotgun for about a couple episodes, but we're back. We yeah. The car's full again. We got all the gas we need. We're back on this road, the Speaker Geeker road, and we ride. We are riding. So, um, we got a great episode for y'all today, and I know, and I know, y'all gonna get on us. But look, we took a break from last week. We gonna blame it all on Tommy T this time because he trying to get this house together. Everybody keep congratulating. He just cut down a tree in the backyard. Man. That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> if y'all knew what he had to do to get this house together before they moved in, but uh, congratulations once again. Thank but we took you. a brief intermission last week, but we back brand new episode. I hope y'all enjoyed last week's uh, playlist because it was awesome. Um, and yeah, we got one for y'all this week, and definitely you're gonna hear about it in the top five with G. Of course, we got a lot of news with Tommy T, and then today's topic. Hey, we know we're a little behind, but we're talking about this versus battle with the locks because, look, Jada dismantled an entire group <laughs> by almost him. by himself because I can't. <laughs> look, Sheik Luke and, and, and Styles P is, is incredible, played too. Part. They played their yeah. part in that versus. Absolutely. So we're talking about this historic versus, and we got a lot to speak about because, you know what? Actually, it's pretty good because we had a week to live with it. So... Without further ado, please, 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 please like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. If you see us on YouTube, on the official YouTube page of 3Amp Media, all the Speaker Geeks podcast page, please, there's a bell there. Hit it. It says subscribe. You'll never miss what we got going on. Also, on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, which is where we're at all the time, or any other uh, podcast platforms, please, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Any episode. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Yo, how y'all week been? Or oh, two weeks been? Man, mine's been good, man. Just been, uh, like you said earlier, man, just working, um, trying to get this house together so we can move in and everything. So, yeah. And we Memphis too, man. And we went to Memphis too. Oh, y'all was in Memphis? Yeah. When was y'all in Memphis? Um weekend of the 31st. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that when you had the jump beer? Is that that why yeah, you that's when, Yeah, thing? that's when I had the jump jump beer okay. and the, uh space age space age simp, sipping. Yeah. Space age sipping. Yeah. I I gotta get some of that because I'm a it's, big I rock with A Bar and JG Tough, yeah. so I just want I to guy who made it's a it's some guys from Memphis that make that that brew that beer. Yeah, it's black on. It's yeah. what's up. See, it don't get no better than that. But black I don't like it though, man. I mean, like it's cool, <laughs> you know. But my, like it, it, it didn't hit the taste buds like I wanted it to. It's yeah, a, it's a grapey. It's a fruity flavor. The space mm. age sipping is to me. Mm. And that John beer got a fruit flavor to it. Hmm. It just That's wasn't for me, man. But I'm definitely down. You know, I thought it was dope um, that it's uh it's brewed black owned and it's brewed from uh in the in the city. So yeah, yeah. Hey, um, don't get no better than that. Yeah. yeah, it's for somebody somewhere. That's all I know. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah, definitely. Go I, yeah, definitely try it, man. 
Yo, G, how's it being back at work, man? How them kids doing? Kids ain't back yet. Um, they'll be back for the 18th. We still got a little minute before they get back. Oh, okay. So, okay. so yeah, but we back. And uh, I'm just in my office every day doing administrative stuff to the kids get back, really. Um, gotcha. It's cool to get back in the rhythm, though. Uh, sitting at the house every day for two months, <laughs> get old. So it's nice to get up and put some clothes on and go into a building, see some people, get to talk to them. So that's been nice. Yeah. And then, uh, like, last or well, this past weekend, we went back to Memphis because Allison graduated. Shout out to Allison. Dr. Ooh, Allison Thompson. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she finished up for real. So we good and we happy with that. Um, the next thing we'll be tackling is that wedding, man, which, which is the reason for my absence all the damn time. Yeah. Just trying mm-hmm. to plan that shit. But outside of that, it's been pretty good, man. I've been chilling. I've been listening to music because I've been having time. Because mm-hmm. I'd be at work not doing shit. So I'd be like, oh, okay, let me check this out. So, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Shoot. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Sound like good weeks for everybody. Me, it's been a busy two weeks. We got clients. We got, we finding homes. We getting ready to list some homes. We are on the grind. So it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, son, son just went back to uh, his first of, his first full day was Monday, uh, yesterday. And then, and then, uh, yeah, his birthday was, uh, last Friday. So he yeah. turned a big 11 and, uh, yeah, everything's good. Other than that, we just, we rocking out. I did find my PlayStation five for him. So, That's what's up. uh, but I, I think I'm going to stick around on Twitter for a little while longer. I think I'm beginning to, it's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, cool. be kind of fun, bro. Yeah, it's it's a little yeah. better than I'm like ah okay okay. Uh, shout out to Fight TV because hey they were they were showing me a little some love during this uh versus battle. Yeah, uh, I was showing them something too, but they actually showed me. I was like okay, I was like cool. They might have to hey let's partner. Throw me a check, man. So, you know, <laughs> wink, wink. God dang it. <laughs> but yeah, but man, of course, G referred to listening to a lot of music. So man, let's throw it on over to G man. Top five. What we got? Top five for the week, man. Let's go and get back into it, bro. It's been a minute, but I'm ready. Uh, we already got the five songs from everybody. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just go through the whole list first. Just name the songs. And then we'll turn it over to y'all. See, so I can kind of go through which songs was um, y'all songs for the week. Um, songs coming from me this week. We got uh, from Nas' new album, King's Disease 2, uh, the song Moments. I really like that joint. Um, you got uh, Leon Bridges, Why Don't You Touch Me. Then you got Billie Eilish called Your, po- Your Power. Then you got, it's mm-hmm. the artist named Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. The song was called Part of Me. And you got Airborne Aquarium from Currency. You got Always Be My Baby from Mariah Carey. What Am I Gonna Do from Tyrese. X Factor from Lauren Hill. J. Cole and Boss, uh, Hunger on Hillside. Nobody featuring Miss Lauren Hill from uh, Nas King Disease 2. Then you got Death Row East from Nas. Um, Turnpike Ike, Rick Ross. Lay It Down from Lloyd. I want to dance with somebody from Whitney Houston and then Big Crit 1999. So, like I said, the first five songs is mine. Moments, Nas, King, Disease 2. I really like that song. That was the one that stood out the most to me, so I put that one on the playlist. Um, I went and checked out Leon Bridges' album. It's called um, 
think it's called uh shit, I forgot what it's called. It's gold, some shit. But it's a new album, and the name of the song that I used for the week was Why Don't You Touch Me? It's a cool song, but if you're going to listen to the song, you got to watch the video because it's two videos for the song. And it's, <laughs> it's told, like, from the perspective of, like, uh, this couple that's in a, a relationship, and then it's, like, the whole time that they're showing the video, they're showing Leon Bridges, like, interacting with them randomly throughout the video, and then they switch on the second video, and they it's his perspective. And they like still in the video, but they not as as oh, much a part dope. of the story. That's a dope concept. Man. Yeah, that shit cool as hell, bro. So go check that shit out. His album um, called Gold Digger Sound. I want Gold to. Digger Sound. It was gold, some shit. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, then you got Billie Eilish came out with an album. It's a song on there called Your Power. This shit is kind of like a, a eerie little song because it's mm-hmm. like it's about like older people like praying on younger people like for like relationships and shit like taking advantage of them and stuff like that mm. um then you got part of me it's just a cool ass little vibey song um by the, the artist name is healy h-e-a-l-y i want to say dude from nashville but i gotta look that shit up um and then airborne aquarium from currency man the only reason i put that on there was because i always like that intro on uh pilot talk too um, and it came on the other day when I was driving in the car with Allison. I had to cut that motherfucker all the way up because he'd be like, turn it up some. And I was like, see, I already got you, bro. And I started singing that shit, getting on Allison nerves and shit. I'm getting hella mail from jail. Niggas kept telling me to kill it. And I went off and, and into currency land and shit. Yeah. yeah, that's my five for the week, man. Um, it's been a good music week and it's been a pretty diverse music week, as you can see. I've been all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to turn it over. I think this was Steve stuff. Yep. Steve, you want to start with Always Be My Baby? Yeah, man. I was on Pandora. Um, and I like to listen to, we like to listen to some uh, uh, R&B in the car. So I think it was, um, I think this one, who station? Shoot. I think it was, yeah, this was, uh, what's her name? Shoot. Why I just lose her name? Uh, God dog it. I hate that I just lost her name, but she got an awesome song too. Uh, I'm sure it'll come to me soon. But uh, Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby, came on. This is one of my like my guilty pleasure favorite songs when I was younger. Yeah, when this song comes on, dog, <laughs> yo, and not to mention that Mariah Carey was an amazing singer. Um, man, it's a real summer song. <laughs> it is, man. It is. It's a real summer song, and. You know, I, it was one of the ones, you know, when I was growing up, um, high school, middle school, shoot, you, you was thinking about your exes and all that, telling girls they always be your baby and stuff, all that crap. And it was a good Man. skating song, too. I've been we, wanting to go skating like crazy. We got to do an episode based on, like, songs about people's exes where folks ain't can't move on and shit. Yeah. Because yeah. that shit would be a good episode. Because I'm thinking the first one that come to mind besides that one is uh, Heather Headley. In my mind, that yeah. shit, that shit kind of crazy to me. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, lady, go chill. It's over with. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Cause you want to tell them, like, look, all right. <laughs> enough <laughs> is enough. Man, uh, oh, and you know what? The uh name just came to my head. It was the uh LMA, LMA station. Um I listen to LMA and then this happened to come on while listening. So Y'all check out that LMA station on Pandora. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm down for that episode. Put that in the works, Tommy. We got to write that one down. I got 
<laughs> uh, from there, um, Tyrese came on a little later. What am I gonna do? Uh, yeah, kind of along the same lines, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. Tyrese is just Tyrese has always been awesome. I think uh, definitely singing all the way from the uh, you know singing on that on the bus to you know doing Fast and the Furious movies. So. This yeah. has always been one of my favorite songs from Tyrese, so definitely left it on there. And then still on that LMA station, X Factor came on, Lauren Hill. I was like, ah. Right. Uh. So I just had a good old ride, good old time with all this. And, uh, you know, man, I love Lauren Hill. And speaking of Lauren Hill, we got a Lauren Hill sighting on the new Nas album, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I just wasn't expecting it. I don't think anybody did. I wanted to. I wanted to do another song because everybody started talking about it just because everybody was like, oh man, uh, that was so unexpected. Lauren Hill, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And then I listened to it again. I was like, yeah, this is going to be my song of the week. But that's why I put um, the Death Row East as my uh, honorable mention because that Death Row East is just so hard and I love it because he's giving us a story about Pac, of course, and talking Mm -hmm. to us about what happened and all that. Um, but then from there, man, my son is just my son is stuck on the off season. So J Cole, <laughs> uh, of course, we listen to the off season once again uh, today. And I actually listened to, I've listened to Hunger on Hillside, but then I listened to it even more. And it was a line in there where he was like, he was like, I stopped doing that. Like he stopped, I guess, messing around with females six months ago. I guess I'm. Referring to like his, uh, and I don't know if he cheated on his wife or anything, but it was just like I stopped fucking around on you know six months ago, uh, messing around with these hoes, and then he said, "The flip side is, shoot, messing around with these hoes, really you the hoe." And I was like, "Dang!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was pretty. I was like, Ugh. "You never think about how much you you know yep. how much the person that's doing all the acts is actually the hoe, mm-hmm. and but yet you think you're messing with." All the hoes or whatever. So yeah, but yeah, man, those are my uh, top five of the week. Of course, there was other albums that I listened to, like uh, man, um, Honeycomb Brazen. Uh, man, I know he locked up, but man, talented guy. I, I feel like he was the new Gucci man, um, but a lot, lot worse. But you know, without with, you know, minus all that, man. Uh, King's Disease too, of course. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So. That kind of rounds out my week. Okay, okay. Um, Tommy, we're gonna jump right into yours, man. I know All you right. started off with a uh, turnpike. Right, tell me something about that, bro. I don't know nothing about that song. Really, bro? Is it? It's a. It's off of uh, Port of Miami too. Okay. Um, it's just when I heard it the first time. I think me and Steve had might have reviewed it at one point. Mm-hmm. We did. The there is a or something like that. Yeah, there's a Rick Ross episode somewhere yeah. in the stash. There. Yeah, it's in the stash. It's never been heard. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> right, right. Well, we may need to. Uh, I don't know what to do with it, but I don't it's, know. It's, man. Yeah, it's I don't there. even know why why we never released it. But anyway, uh, nah, that's on that's on that uh, Port of Miami too. Um, nah, it's just a, it was like I was just riding, like going to the house, and and I was like, damn, this song hard, man. Just like run it back, man. You know, and uh, I was just riding to it. It's a nice little riding song. Like, majority of his songs is, like, it's cool to just ride to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Lay It Down. I don't know how I got to 
Lloyd. But I told, like I told you guys earlier, I was like, dude is dope. Yeah. Like his his sound is different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a great feature artist, but also he's a great artist um, with his own songs. And uh, Lay It Down in particular, it wasn't for me, it wasn't just a, a great, awesome song. It's just so different. But it was a concept name when it, uh, it was the one featuring Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was the concept of him talking to his mom about a girl you know, and she telling, she's like asking him, like, is this all you tell her? Is that you want to like lay her head on your pillow? Like the song is dope. We and and Patty LaBelle is just being added in there, man. It just made it a, a ten times better song. Um I don't know how I got to Whitney Houston, but I started listening to a playlist of Whitney Houston and uh, you know, I wanna dance with somebody came on and that song has always been a, a good, solid song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to end it off was uh, 1999 with a big crit featuring Lloyd. And of course, back to that Lloyd playlist, man, it was on the, it was on there. And I was like, that was one of the dopest songs I heard him do because of course everybody knows I'm a big fan of big crit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like, for me, that's one of the top five songs on that album, you know, um and everything. So um I listened to Nas King's Disease 2. And uh that's pretty much all I listened to, man. Like that joint. I'm not a super huge Nas fan. I'm gonna put that out now. Like I think Nas is completely dope as an artist, but his albums, I like the singles more than I just like the the songs on the album. Um mm-hmm. But this album, I really, truly, it's another album he did um, with good music. It was like seven songs. I can't remember the name of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I forgot what the name of it was. I, I really like that album, too. Um, but this one I really like, man. Um, he had a song, EPMD. Um, mm-hmm. I like Yo, that song with Eminem on it. That was ridiculous. Right, it was dope. <laughs> it was yeah. dope. Um, just the delivery uh, of this album because for me it came out of nowhere. Um, some people might have known it was it was coming, but I just didn't have this. I wasn't looking for it. I was looking for the Kanye album more than I was looking for that. So, mm. um, but no, nah, it's a, it's a super dope album. I think it's better than King Disease One. Um, and yeah, that uh that rounds out my week, man. Yeah, I saw that a lot. Uh, being on Twitter, I saw a lot of people comparing it. You know, comparing King's Disease two to King's Disease one, and um, honestly, I don't, I don't remember much from uh, King's Disease one, so yeah. I can't tell you if it's better or worse. I mean, right now, since it just came out, I'm like, yeah, King's Disease two is good, <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember the other one to be able to compare for real. Right. And I also just looked it up. Um, that album that came out from like Good Music was called Nazir. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that album was crazy. That album was um, nice, bro. For the, like, yeah. how many songs on there? Like seven. Yeah, seven, seven songs on there. I just remember the song "Everything with the Dream." That joint was fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and listen to King's Disease One. I was, you know, I wasn't prepared to listen to to compare right. the two. I was just yeah. like, I was just like, yo, there's King's Disease Two, and I was right. like, all right, <laughs> this is fire. I wasn't thinking about comparing the two. So. Right, right, right. 
But it, it's a fair comparison, though, man. You know, it's like that's what, you know, if you got a part one, part two, you always going to be like, which one was better? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, man, with that being said, man, let's let's jump right into this news segment. Let's go. Um, I want to start with, since I mentioned Kanye, I want to start with this Kanye Donda album. Um, <laughs> the funniest meme I've seen so far is uh, <laughs> something about saying Don Day. The album should have been named Don Day. That shit was so funny, bro. Yeah, I lying at the same time, bro. I was like, hell no. <laughs> Who thought of this shit? <laughs> bro, because I was, I sure was like, damn, so when this, when this album coming out, because like, you Kanye is allowed to do this because we know whatever it is, it's gonna be fire. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 gotten to the point now we're not questioning if the album is gonna be good. It's just hey, we want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my question to you guys mm-hmm. is, how do you guys feel about him doing a second listening party? And I didn't find out anything about the second listening part, like if it, if they had to buy tickets, if things were, um, or if it was free, if the concession stands was like still selling popcorn for thirty dollars, or anything like that. But yeah, bro, the first the first listening party of the mm-hmm. album, the concession stands had uh, popcorn for like thirty some thirty five dollars, I believe. Uh, it was it was something that was like sixty dollars. I was like, he's getting ridiculous, you know. And at yeah. the stadium, they like ten, five, ten dollars for you know some concessions or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't find out about those that information. I didn't find out about uh, the second listening party until like that day of or like right after. Mm. So what y'all what y'all think about this? Uh, the second listening part of no album. Man, somebody said on uh, Twitter, they got a, a theory that first of all, the album not done. Yep. This is this is the, the mixing, the mixing process of, yeah, I think of I the album. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, this shit is kind of, this might be on to something right here, where he just like um, using that as a testing ground. To like see how it sounds the same way you would do a car test when you make a new song or, yeah. or you would test it in the speakers in the studio or test it mm-hmm. in club speakers to see how it sounds he trying to see how the shit would sound in a stadium and how people would react to it and based on the reactions that might be what you get for the album um that shit would be cool because damn way to uh plan ahead yeah. but at the same time like bro are you dropping an album or not <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like do you feel like if you did that like nobody would want to listen to the album because they're going to listen to it already yeah but like, it's I only them people nobody wants there. yeah that's what I'm saying like at what point will it, will it be like too much yeah eventually you got to put something out yeah yeah you got to go ahead and put out a final product because I ain't heard none of it because I haven't watched yeah. any of like the, the live streams or anything of yeah the stuff from the stadium. I ain't heard anything. I don't know nothing about how it sounds. And people have been talking about it like they know every song and shit. They be naming <laughs> songs and talking about who the feature artists and stuff. And I'm like, how y'all know all this shit? Right. Um, for me, I don't think to go to G's question, well, to go to Tommy's second question first and what G said, uh, I don't think everybody know all of the records. 
because the second listening party there was the locks there was the locks verse the that was on the song and then I know the first one there was a Jay Z verse that was you know saying shown so I, I don't think the entire I don't think no one I don't think anyone's heard the entire album uh, yeah. yet oh what is the finished product I think it's just um. I think it's being shared as as it's being recorded, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's in its entirety. So I think it's gonna be something totally different when you get it, uh, yeah. when it's dropped in hand. So I, I think that. So I don't think it's gonna be one of those things where uh, it's like it's too much. I think it's gonna be you still because that locks verse came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be something interesting, interesting to see, and then. The other thing was, I didn't know nothing about the second one either, but I saw uh, a lot of the same people that was at the first one. Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking it was something, speci- you know, that was probably sent to the ticket holders who yeah. had already done it before. Because I, I saw some of the same same folks who were there yeah. uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to your first question, though, I think... Um, I think it's kind of a combination of what uh, G G's theory was that he because I, I saw him when he uh, shared that on Twitter. But I think it's that, and then also what I think it is. I think it's a lot. It's like live art in front of you because I looked at it and I was like, yeah. the second one, the first one I was looking, I was like, why the hell? Why is he in this red suit just standing in the middle of the stadium? So I didn't get it at first. But the second one, I looked and I was like, oh. This is a freaking painting. A live pa- is like a live painting, and he's just playing the music, and you're mm-hmm. just watching this art. So I think yeah. that, and, and you know, they've been big on, you know, talking about art and doing all that. So I think this is exactly what it is. I don't think it's. That's why I think when we get the album, it's gonna be something totally different. Uh, at least it's gonna be in its entirety, so it's not gonna be that. But I think the experience that we're at, that they're getting in the stadium, is gonna be. It's something like special because when I looked at it was a photo I saw not a photo was it a photo no it was one of the uh, videos I saw and he was sitting there on like that mat but then whatever like it was like white and he was sitting on like look like a mattress and you know he was in all black but then I saw stuff behind him that was like perfectly placed behind him in a certain way and I was like yeah this just and then it clicked for some reason. I'm like, yeah, this is just a painting. It's like he's in a painting, and he's but he's playing the music with it, like live art. So, now nah, I, I think it's I think it's another genius move that people won't get till like <laughs> years later and be like, oh hell, that's what he was doing this yeah. whole time. Uh, but I do think a part of it is what G said. I think it's still a testing type of deal as well. Because you go out there and play some music for some people that ain't never heard the record before. It is risky because some people mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is some trash stuff. So, you know, it all depends. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Man, I don't, I don't know. I'm waiting on the album. <laughs> I'm definitely waiting on the album, man. Me too. Um, yeah. And I, look I wish at I was it. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it as a, uh, it's not good for other artists, man. Because I mean, like some people like won't release their album because of competition. Yeah, how the fuck are you gonna compete with this right now? Like it's it's not really yeah. much you can do. It's a yeah. lot going on with it. <laughs> it's a hell of a fucking rollout. Yeah, right. So I think I think when it comes to that, you gotta just realize who your competition is. Yeah. Cause like I don't think like it's Kanye. 
like you got certain people when they drop, like just don't even view them as competition. Just yeah. go ahead and you know drop your stuff for your your crowd because mm-hmm. like when J Cole dropped, you know we set the world on fire. It just was what it was. Yeah. Uh, when Nas just dropped, it just is what it is. So when Kanye drops, is I think it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. So for anyone else, like. Just go ahead and do whatever it is that you're already doing because your core people go, you know, yeah, and yeah. still listen. You, you, um, yeah, you got your core people, but it's it's like the people that not the core, but the people that listen to the to the albums because you wouldn't want J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar to come out like that would be a terrible um, releasing if J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar came out with an album on the same day. It'll I don't be, think so. I mean, like, it'll be good I for disagree. the consumer. Like, yeah, we got two albums of one, the 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 top of our class right now, you know, releasing the albums, but for their sales, somebody's got to lose. Well, I don't think we got to view it as a lose or winner situation. Somebody's not going to maximize the amount of money that they could make if they waited a week or if they waited two weeks. That's what I mean by that. You know what I'm well, saying? I don't know because if we're talking about the spirit of competition, like you're gonna listen to both albums most likely. Yeah, you gotta and listen to both. So the people albums. who you know, you may have that crossover effect. I think it really, I think it really depends. I think um, you know we view it as winners and losers, whereas they view it as man. Let's you know you can turn as a whole marketing employee. You can put all this stuff together. Just like the same thing with the uh, Kanye 50 Cent thing uh, a while back where they released on the same day and they oh, made wow, it a whole big ordeal. <laughs> 50 didn't retire, <laughs> but people went and listened to 50. People still went and listened to Ye. You know? Yeah. So I, I think, like, I get the, the maximizing thing mm-hmm. if you wait a week, which is fine. But I think in, I think in this day and time, like, Kendrick and, and J. Cole, if, if you dissect them, they're completely different. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's technically it's just like 50 and Kanye. It was completely different albums. Mm-hmm. Like 50 stuff was more for, you know, these folks over here, and Kanye stuff was more for these folks over here. So, in, in a sense, but they still have the it same. It didn't matter. They have a cross. It it I don't think it does matter, but it's just like for me, I wouldn't. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna release my album on the day that uh such and such release you release your album, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just because one, like let my let my boy shine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two, I wanna make sure that everybody's listening to his album, then I wanna make sure everybody's listening to my album. Because we're gonna I mean, have some some fans that do cross over, and then we're gonna have some that don't. Yeah. You know. And that's, I mean, how, unless, that's how I was uh, thinking about as far as unless, Unless they specifically tell you they dropping, then you don't know. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so, just, yeah. You know, just put out your stuff and enjoy. You yeah. know, put out the best product you got. You know, I think this is more of a, I think this pushes people to do better. Yeah. yeah. And don't just release some BS, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't know when Kanye's going to drop. So in a sense, man, just, just keep working as usual. When he drops, he drops, you know. I yeah. should be like, nigga, put the album out. <laughs> then they change it to like this Friday or something. Yeah. It's yeah. the 13th. When is, when is the 13th? Friday? 
Yeah. yeah, I think the locks thing pushed it back. <laughs> <laughs> I can now, I'm be honest because the I don't because I think from the first thing there was no locks verses on that album, and then oh, the wait. second one happened, and then there was there was the locks yeah. on there. So yeah, oh, that's why know. I think it's 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 like he doing this shit in real time. We seeing the album yeah. be created in real yeah. time because. Yeah. Like you said, there wasn't no damn verse. This shit just came. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And like before that, they were showing pictures of artists and stuff who were and saying they were sending in their verses. Like Two Chains had a, a picture of himself at the Mercedes Benz Stadium recording a, a a verse and stuff. It was like yeah, right before it was supposed to be coming out the first yeah. time. I and it's it like ain't no way he got his vocals in. They mixed the shit and they did all that stuff that fast. Yeah. It didn't happen. Not all. Yeah, I'm with G. <laughs> so I, I think there was some tweaks made at last minute, and then you're like, yeah. "All right, we got to push it back." So, yeah, yeah. Um, what's next, man? Uh, shout out to Rihanna, man. Rihanna is a billionaire. Yeah, damn near two billion. Damn near two. Yeah, right, right. Damn near two, man. Bro, like shout out to her, dog. Like, uh, Fenty Beauty. Is uh has has helped her become a billionaire. Yeah. Um, what album? <laughs> that ain't never coming. Nah, we ain't getting no another album for for what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think we will at one point, but I think right now she's too busy having fun for doing what? other stuff. <laughs> like, I ain't yeah, got to do music weird. no more. I was yeah. reading something, man. She's the the first female music billionaire. Yeah. Um, and then she's number two behind Oprah, bro. Like those are big, big, big things to happen to her. So, um, it's just amazing, man. Um, somebody else just recently became a a first Le- LeBron James, first billionaire yeah. for NBA. Or uh, uh, has he been declared it yet? I think they said by the end of the year. Yeah, I thought they declared it. I, I got a little bit. Yeah. But, um, now, another cool fact is, what's up? Uh, I don't know if you're going to bring it up or not, but before we move on, that um, Jay-Z was the, uh, pretty much, you know, Jay-Z is the first person to sign two people who later became billionaire, which was Kanye and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're the first, like, three... Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they call them, but it relates to them. They're the first trio of people in the industry to be billionaires yeah. all together. So that's uh, yeah, we, we're touching a different type of uh, stratosphere when it comes to income and net worth, because that's what they base it off of your net worth and not how much, you know, it's in your bank account at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like we, we're touching a different stratosphere because now we're seeing a lot more billionaires than we ever have before or ever paid attention to. Yeah. I, I want to say it like that because, uh, you know, Kanye, Jay-Z, Rihanna, um, LeBron about to be, if not already about to be put on that list. All Dre. Dre, right. <laughs> I forgot about him. You know, yeah. Um, you got Oprah on that list, like, bro. Like, Oprah been there for fucking ever, but years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for years. But it's like she's been there by herself. Yeah, like she with is. only only with a handful of, and when I I don't mean like, um, 
she's the only billionaire. What I mean is like people that we actually pay attention to, um, actually are fans of and and actually support. Like entertainment billionaires. Yeah. 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 And so um, like, you know, it's something it's something seemingly attainable for anybody if they work hard enough to get it. So um just wanna give Rihanna some some credit where credit is due. Her Fenty Beauty is a it's a nice little line, man. My wife got some stuff from him. I was like, all right, I see you, Shada. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh no nah, man, just wanna give her congratulations and and uh you know on her success and everything like that, man. Uh, what else we got on this this thing here? Uh, let's bring up the baby and his mm-hmm. issues, man. Uh, so at the Rolling Loud <laughs> concert in uh, what was it, Miami? Because they did yeah, in Miami. Here. Um, he brought up some something about somebody sucking dick in the parking lot <laughs> and people yeah. having AIDS. Well, HIV. HIV. That was yeah, the biggest yeah. issue: people having AIDS and HIV, and saying it's because of uh. Like gay sex. Well, he didn't say. No, no, he said. Oh my goodness! He said, <laughs> "If you ain't got no nasty ass diseases like HIV, and you ain't finna die in two weeks, then then put your phones in the air or some shit like that." And it's like, uh, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> if you ain't, you know, doing that in the parking lot, put your phones in there. Yeah, I just don't yeah. understand um, like where this came from. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. Like bro. it just came out of the blue, and I'm like. Um, I shared something in the Slack just recently um, that uh, they basically said he apologized mm-hmm. to the uh, LGBTQ uh, community and then de- deleted the apology. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's oh. been he's been dropped by so many um, music festivals. Yeah, and then they running out with them damn memes. Yeah, <laughs> somebody he been canceled from all kind of shit, <laughs> and and who gonna replace him and shit? Because they had the Cheetah Girls replacing it, man. Oh, man. they had some of everybody replacing it, man. But somebody <laughs> somebody said something that I kind of agree with them, but I I agree with the music festival for doing that. It was like the music festivals are not are canceling him not because they believe in they you know disagree with what he said but because they're riding the train of everybody's wanting to counsel him um my thoughts on that statement is you damn right <laughs> i'm going to counsel you yeah like i may or may not but it's a good business move somebody's gonna look at that and be like um they stood up for this. It's a good business move, regardless of what they do. They'll lose money if he's there and and nobody say something. I'm gonna be honest. That's BS. I'm telling you why because these festivals been sold out. Like they, they, but they either been sold out or the people that's bought them have been bought them. I don't. I think everybody just on the train to save their own skin, uh, just like the people who you know. The other artists who decide to be like, oh, I'm stepping away from the baby because of what he said. Bro, you listen to music, he's been saying stuff like this. Yeah. I, I, you know, like. It's a business move, man. That's what. No, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, as far as the festivals, I think it's just another marketing ploy to get more people to pay attention because having them festivals probably didn't even know that was going on. 
you know, and then they're probably been sold out. And then you're going to get people to be like, oh, oh, that festival's going on. I think I'm going to go. And then you get to the door, you know, you can still go and they charge you a couple extra hundred dollars to get you to go. So, yep. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I get why people are upset at what he said, but then at the same time, I'm like, uh, was, I don't know. I don't know. If, uh, yeah. <laughs> like the, uh, the, the consequences outweigh the infraction. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of fake mad people out here. Um, this guy named Kev, I can't remember his whole name. He said, uh, he was on YouTube. Man, I hate that I forgot. I was just looking at him. He was talking about it. He was like, man, in a couple months, people going to forget. <laughs> he going to be, you know, he was on, say, it was a Say Cheese interview. Uh, but, you know, I know it's the unpopular thing. And I, I, I got friends who, you know, whatever, that's their lifestyle. But um, I just feel like there's a lot of people that's fake mad and is also some of the consequences is just it's just too overboard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like it's so much other stuff that's happening that's actually happening that everybody just kind of turns their head at. You know, like so many other things, but everybody's like, uh. and then the baby says, "It's not get." He's on the platform. He's easy to see. You know, easy to see. You know, whatever, but. I think some some stuff overboard, man. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> like there's been worse stuff said on on stage, you know. So I just I just think it's like his celebrity is what's causing a lot of the backlash. One, yeah. and then also like with uh, with getting canceled. Yeah, man. Like I wish people stop like looking at a situation like these places aren't businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like these places are like people put festivals together. Some people put festivals together to make money. You know? And if I mean, anything, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what yeah. we're doing this for. We're all in here to make money. So yeah, I'm going to do whatever it is that if, you know, if he's calling, um, if he's doing this to the to a community of people that support my festival, yeah. If it's gonna make more people come out to my festival, yeah, I'm a counselor. Oh, it's a it's a bandwagon of people canceling. Yeah, let me let me get this summer attention too. Like that's the thing, man. And people be like, nah, they going out of they doing it out of like nobody cares if they care about it or not. It's a business entity. <laughs> it's an LLC. It doesn't have, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's an entity. It doesn't have a brain. It just works. It's just a thing, a junt. <laughs> that's, that's all it is, man. So yeah, the, it's a, it's a brand, man, that they, yeah. you know, hey, they just trying to sell more, do more. How can we do so? Um, I hope that's he a good way to put it. I mean, yeah. that's what, that's what it, what it is. That's exactly how I feel that it is. I think they're using this as something attached to to be a market employee, man. I, I, Do you think that's wrong? Yeah. Why? Uh, so that's my I know whole that, point. I don't think it's wrong that that that's what the music festivals are doing. They're see, this the reason. That, that's why. Yeah, 
and, and I get that. And but the reason I think it is is because, um, so you know, in, in the industry, we always say that all oh, press is good press, but in reality, it really isn't, mm-hmm. right? And because this is what this is essentially what's going to happen, right? They're going to do all this, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but. In some months or next year, when the festivals roll back around, if the baby puts out more hits, he'll be back. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think it's wrong. Because I, I, I think I, I think everybody has that initial shock, and they have to, oh, I gotta do something now. You know, like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? Like everybody's like, oh, companies started like, I'm gonna, we're gonna put, you know, we're gonna do Blackout Sunday and all that, and we're gonna donate money. But have they really done something? You know what I'm saying? Like it's months later and everybody, no one cares anymore. Right. So now you have all these companies, festivals, let's say the festivals and and whatever, like, and and some of the companies too, that, you know, was sponsoring or whatever, like, uh, we're not going to sponsor them no more, this and that. But here, but in a few months when the festival's over, festival season's over in a few months when sales have started to drop, no one's going to say anything about it, right? And then eventually, next year, they're either going to support some, they're going to support somebody that's either similar or he'll be back. Yeah, I don't So have- that's why I think it's wrong because you're playing off of the people. Like, you're doing this specifically for, like, yo, everybody's emotional. All right, we got to do something. Yeah, it's a bad look. Because most likely, even some of those artists, most likely they probably got on the phone and was like, look, I don't want to have to step away, but my publicist is saying, you know, my career and all that. They probably telling him behind the scenes, look, we just can't be attached to you right now. You hot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, next year or some months later, we're going to get a track and we're going to be like, didn't they? And be like, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, because, you know, it's all about, you know, looking out for, like you said, the brand. I get it as a business, but you're playing off the people because you really don't care. That's why I think it is. It is. You know, I think there is an issue with it because if there was no social media and a lot of people saying something, I guarantee nobody would. They wouldn't do it. Yeah, because you know? there's no way to. Uh, there's no way really to to like see it in real time. Social media allowed us to like in real time, on demand, see things, you know, and hear things. It gave everybody opinion. Right. But everybody doesn't need opinion. Everybody has one, though. It's like a bundle. Yeah, but everybody... (laughs) uh, I can't remember what it was. Somebody was talking. It was like, social media gave everybody a platform, which was a good thing. But uh, the same thing, the bad thing was, it gave everybody a platform. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? So, you know, I mean... What he said, if it if it offended some people, I hate that they offended. But man, is, is it worse stuff you know going on in the world? It's definitely worse things going on in the world. But that most likely, if it doesn't affect you, you don't care about. But we can't use that logic, man. <laughs> you can't. You can't use that logic, bro. It can't be. Let's find something else that's worse compared well, to no. that, and then be like, this isn't as bad as that, so this right. ain't that big of a deal. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, why aren't you doing the same thing for that? You know what because, I'm saying? Because, because that's, how, that's how people work. We and reactionary. My, we yeah. react to things. We can't, we can't see the future. 
<laughs> and we also can't do everything at the same time. So well, like think, so- think about like I was watching Drink Champs not too long ago, yeah. right? And Nori was telling a story. And he was, uh, that's funny, Nori was telling the story. But anyway, <laughs> Nori was telling the story to somebody. And he and in the story, he talked about how he was banned from like certain clubs because of like things around his name and like types mm-hmm. of energy that he was bringing to those clubs. And we know that happens a lot with rappers, like because they from the streets and shit. And so you got issues with different street organizations yeah. and shit. You're not allowed to come over here because if you come over here, it's going to be some mess. So we can't have you up in our building because we a business and we care about how we look and we can't make no money if y'all niggas in here tearing up our goddamn club. Same thing with 3-6 Mafia back in their day with the tear, tear the club up song and shit. It's like, hey, y'all can't come up here and tear up our shit, right, God damn it. Right. And like somebody could still have the same logic and be like, y'all wasn't doing this, you know, before people start reacting and like tearing the club up. And it's like, duh, because nobody was tearing the fucking club up. And also, you wasn't doing this before. Like, you knew this nigga was affiliated with such and such gang and that he had a rivalry with this gang in this area and you was booking them then, but you didn't do shit until it became an issue because it became an issue. Once it become an issue, then you got to react. You got to do something. It's like the police, when you call the police and they be like, we can't really do nothing if did nothing happen. Like, the fact that the nigga is at your house and you don't like him don't mean that we can arrest him. The nigga got to, like, assault your ass before we can do some shit. And it sucks that that's the way that the shit works, but that's the way the shit works. Because the nigga innocent till proven guilty. And the same thing with the baby. It's like, nigga, he brought this on himself. Didn't nobody do nothing to him. Literally, he performing his songs at his concert, and then he brings the focus over to certain people in maybe the audience or just in society just in a derogatory way. It's yeah. like, why? Why you even bring them into the situation at all, first of all? Because you're yeah. just there to perform your music, which I'm sure ain't got shit to do with sucking dick in the parking lot. But <laughs> you brought it You brought it in. You brought it in. So no, I'm you're, like, you're right. So now I'm like, okay, bro, so why are we talking about sucking dick in the parking lot, first of all? Then you talking about HIV people dying and shit. It's like, also, nigga, why are you talking about them? Them niggas ain't do shit, shit to you neither. Right, right. <laughs> why are you bringing the attention to them? That's the yeah. real question that you got to ask him. And that's why his ass being canceled and sat down. Cause it's like, nigga, you need to sit down and talk to somebody right quick. Cause no, I, first it, of all, why are you, why are you, why are you so hyper-focused on this? Like, yeah. what is it about this that means that you got to bring some attention to it? Cause we don't bring attention to shit that we don't give a fuck about. Right. And if that's you give a fuck about it, then you're going to bring some spotlight to it. Now that's my point. That's my point right there. In the fact that he said it, what he said, you're right. Like, it's kind of like, ah, oh, man. You know, but my point is most like people, like you just said, they're not going to do something unless they, you know, saying care about it. There's other stuff where things has happened and no one said a word. They just turn their backs and go on about their business. But then he says this and you decide my whole thing is, look. But you, it's a don't what don't you, come to me to no no like image. hold up my thing is this don't come to me complaining about what he said if this fool over here said the same thing and you ain't give a damn about it like leave just get it like don't come to me complaining because this has happened before, you know what I'm saying a lot of stuff happens on the daily you know and you know like yeah I think the I think the example was like. Shoot, these damn cops whooping our ass every day, but 
<laughs> you turn your back to that, but you say something about somebody, you know, sucking dick in the parking lot and we in the uproar. Like, what are we doing here? You ain't know? nobody on the stage. Ain't nobody. Ain't no cop on the stage talking about some. <laughs> if, you <laughs> admit, if you if you if you hate niggas, put your put your phone in the air. Like, ain't no cop on the stage doing that shit. Like, bringing attention to that to let you know that to let you know because they really out here whooping niggas' asses. They still busy doing what they doing. They not on the stage doing that shit. So you can't cancel them in that same way. You cancel them a different way. You got to have niggas who do marches and kind of shit like that. But like going back to what you were saying, like about the image of the brand and then like, I'm going to relate that to the image of the baby. So like the image of the brand is that we want to look palatable to the widest audience possible. Right. We mm-hmm. want all the money, goddammit. Bring it all. Right. We want right. the gay money. We want the black money. We want the white money. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. I get all that. Money. We want That's all fine. the fucking money. And so if we if we feel like people in that crowd are being targeted in a specific way, that means we may not get no money from this shit. We're going to try to disassociate ourselves with that shit. And we're going to try to associate ourselves with the opposite of that. Mm. That we care. That we own that side. We do that. Yeah. Now, now think that. about that. Think about that in the same terms of the baby. Think about his background and where he comes from, the shit that he talked about, the stuff that he prizes, the stuff that makes him who he is, that makes him feel the most secure in life. Mm. The things that he's pushing himself away from, sucking dick in the parking lot, having HIV is stuff that he want to let you know he's not affiliated with that. I don't fuck with this shit. So fuck with me because I don't fuck with that. The same way that they like fuck with me because I don't fuck with the baby. Mm. That's what's going on here. That's on exactly two, what's happening. On dude. two different levels. And you like, you 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 questioning the people who are separating themselves from the baby, but are you questioning the baby for separating himself from these people that ain't did shit to him? This nigga chilling. <laughs> these niggas yeah. in, the, in the crowd chilling. They may have been sucking dick in the parking lot just that day, <laughs> but even still, they weren't doing day. shit to this man. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. No, and and I'm uh no, and that's a, and like I said, what when I said, all right, what you said wasn't. The best choice of words. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm like, ah, at that point, maybe we could have held off. I'm, hey, I'm openly saying that. But at the same time, is this right? The baby gonna keep that same energy two years later. <laughs> two years later, if the baby got a hit, them festivals gonna call him back. That's yeah. why all I'm saying is have that same energy because if you at home. No, they're not gonna have and, the same energy. Like, and you can't, you, at, you can't hold them even, to that. Even no. That, you can't. Look, you, even you can't. the fans, you, even the fans. You can't. If you at that. home and you doing that, deep, deep, that dang, what is it called? The crybaby mess. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? What he said? Think about this though. Think about this. Just like you saying in the future, go to the past the same way. So in the past, somebody probably was on stage saying that same shit and rolling loud didn't give a fuck. Keep that, that same. And you, if you told them to keep that same energy, they wouldn't have <laughs> did shit that they did with the baby this time. So that's they're not going to keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. expecting consistent energy over a time a time span. Niggas yeah. is gonna change. That's yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah. And that's my point. Like I mean, folks gonna change. Cool. I ain't like expectation. I ain't expecting anything. My thing is just this. It's just look. Some people got yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta realize too, man. At the it, end of the day, it's a festival. 
I, I don't give a damn. It's, if it's, 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 it's VBS. Don't come to me. <laughs> you, I better not hear you blasting no baby record later on. <laughs> you know, just, just man, look, man. It's, I, it was said, I get it, but. They gonna blast uh, the baby work the record right, later yeah. on, bro. They gonna do it. That's the thing. It's like it doesn't matter. They they gonna do that shit. It's like yeah. somebody's asking the the because he gonna be profitable to again. I know that was, that's my point. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I you know, it's something that he gonna have to endure. Yeah, was it a mistaken choice in words? Absolutely, but. Yeah. Some of these other artists and, and stuff like that. Look, when when stuff come back around, bro, keep that same energy. <laughs> they not the ones in the hot seat right now. They not. Huh? They not the ones in the hot seat right now. Like it's it's all about the baby, and the baby is being dropped from these festivals and everything because he's in the hot seat. No, and, and I get that. But what I'm saying is later on. Like, all right, Chris Brown said something. If later on he punches Chris Brown in the face, bro, don't don't be like, why you punch me in the face? Like, <laughs> watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Later on, if, if you know, he get back hot once again, <laughs> he tell his faceables, kiss my ass. Wow, don't a, get mad. That's on him though. That's a, that's on him to 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 say no to the festivals. At that point, yeah, the festivals are going to ask him to come back. I don't yeah. eat regardless, you know. But yeah, they I'm, I'm just saying, you know, and and stuff like because it, it'll be at, at that point if he has a, a a hot song or he's a he's a hot artist, yeah, they're gonna ask him to come back, and he'll probably accept it because they gotta pay him. Oh yeah, you know, what I'm and I'm sure the price gonna, gonna go up. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it's what he said. A lot more people disagree with than agree with because a lot of people are like. Where the fuck did this come from? You know? And so it's it's like you can't stand by and just not if you're the conduit, you know what I'm saying? If you're the the vessel that connects the fans with this artist, you can't stand by and say, hey, we're going to let a tenth, 10 percent of our audience or 15 percent of our audience be disrespected by this guy. And that's 10, 15 percent that we can have just off a rip of everybody else we got. Like the thing is, the business entity does not have to be moral. It has to be it has to follow ethics, but it does not have to be moral. And so I don't care what they do, because <laughs> they're going to do what they're going to do. But the people behind um, it can't agree or disagree with what happened. But at the end of the day, what that bottom line, what does the bottom line say? You know what I'm saying? How do we profit? Do we profit more? Or do we profit less by having this artist here? But you, you going if you're already sold out, doesn't matter. I mean, it does. <laughs> it does. No, it don't. Because the people that came to see the baby ain't gonna go get refunds. They could. They're not. Man, <laughs> they're not. They could, you know. No, they're not. <laughs> so what about the people that's not that's that hadn't bought that ticket or on the fence to buying that ticket? Because you think about the people that you already they gonna go and they're just not gonna go to his set. They're gonna go and they're just not gonna go to his set. It's it's more to it though. Yeah. Because um even though I said like they are gonna change over time and shit, think about the fact that Rolling Loud has existed for however many years it has existed to this Mm -hmm. point. 
And it's probably going to continue to exist for a little bit oh, more yeah. time, at least a couple more years. I don't know if they had their expiration date or not. But <clears throat> anyways, it's going to continue. And so the fact that they're trying to dissociate themselves with a certain opinion means that they've put stock into the fact that society is moving a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, like, in the future, if we don't if we don't say nothing right now, then in the future, niggas is going to remember <laughs> that this shit happened and we ain't do shit. And so that may affect future sales. It may not affect what we what niggas already bought, obviously. But in the future, niggas may be like, I ain't coming to that motherfucker because last time these niggas was bullshitting. They could have told this nigga not to do that. Or they could have said something about it at least. They ain't have to necessarily take him off the line. Even if they just would have been like, bro, you can't say that shit. This fucked up. Then people probably would have been all right. Niggas would have still been calling for blood because that's what niggas do. But people would have been all right. Just like people going to be all right now. Like yeah. you said, people gonna forget about this shit in a few weeks and it ain't gonna be nothing. But in the moment, people want action. People want you to do something. If yeah. if if I entrust some white dude to curate a playlist for me, and this nigga give me a playlist full of racist ass dudes talking about nigga this, nigga that, I can't wait till I find this nigga, I'm gonna kill him and do this shit and I'm gonna hang this nigga up and string him. I'm gonna be looking at that nigga crazy. I'm be like, why the fuck you give me this damn playlist? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you let this this shit be on the playlist you was giving to me? You knew good and goddamn well that I don't fuck with that kind of shit. And I'm not going to this nigga again for no more playlists. And if that was his way of eating, he gonna have to make a decision about what he put in that playlist next time. He gonna be like, I can't put that damn song in there again because this nigga didn't really fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. example is a uh, Mike Vick situation. And I'm gonna just leave that there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Mike Vick situation. Uh, same thing happened, but on the on the other end, it's like people are still to this day saying he didn't. Uh, it's still holding him accountable for what happened. This man has been punished for it, and. See the Mike Vick thing. I think it helps your 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 point, but then again, it also <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. Like hey, I'm saying, okay, it's, it's let's like look how, at the other side. Just, of let's look that, at the that's side. all I'm saying. Like, okay, go ahead. No, nah, go. Nah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. No, the other side of this is is when you double down, similar to what he did at first, but when you double down on a position that society is moving away from, then people start to side out of you. So it's like, like look at Nike with Allison Felix and how they, they had like dropped her ass because she got pregnant and shit. Mm-hmm. That shit look dumb as fuck right now. It does. And so people side eyeing the shit out of Nike like, what the fuck was y'all on? Like, why y'all dropped this lady just because she was trying to have a baby and shit? Because at the time, they probably was like, this make the most sense for us business-wise because mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about morals. <laughs> but moving on into the future and her coming back and still winning gold medals and shit, like they look like fucking fools. They look like nigga, why you didn't just wait the storm and yeah. wait till she get out and continue to sponsor her. her and support her through it because people <laughs> would look at you favorably. They'd be like, damn, like she had to take a little break and get herself together and y'all niggas stuck with her. We fuck mm. with you, Nike, for that reason. Mm. But niggas ain't saying that shit right now. Niggas just like, damn, Nike, like that's kind of some bullshit. Y'all niggas probably could have chilled on it. Hey man, y'all got any final thoughts on uh <laughs> the situation? Nah, bro. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm moving right on. Just know right. that y'all two mess up. I'm sticking with y'all forever. Right? right. You supposed to, man. You're a person. Right. Right. If I do some, if I do some dumb shit, nigga, I don't expect you to stick with me. That's the thing, though. Like I'm gonna tell you straight up, you do some dumb shit. I'm like, bro, that that wasn't nah, right. Bro. But you if still you find my out that though. I was out here uh, slitting the throats of little tiny dogs and shit. Please be like Greg on some bullshit. I ain't fucking with right, that. Right, right. No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm like Greg. That, that, that's some crazy stuff. Hey, Brad, I ain't with it. I ain't gonna publicly be like, Nah, I don't fuck with Greg. I don't know him. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, you can't know. do that. You can't say you don't know me because they know you know me. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm openly, I'm openly say, hey, I disagree with what he's talking about or what he's doing. You know, that's still family, but. I disagree. Like you, you know, like shit. I don't agree with what he's doing. That's not a part of my ministry. That's on him. He has to deal with that. And I move. I'm gonna keep it moving. Yeah, I ain't gonna ban Greg from Thanksgiving. No, unless like, he do some foul shit. Turkey. Unless, right. unless he do some tiny dogs in that motherfucker. Unless he do some foul shit. Buddy parties. We we gonna just let them hang out there to dry, but you know it is, and, and that's all I'm saying. I just don't. I I just you know I don't I feel just, like these. I, music I just don't want to be baby to anything. Yeah, I just don't, and I'm not saying they. Oh well, I'm not saying they, like they owe him, him anything loyalty because they were paying for him to be there. More of it's really more directed to the artists, honestly, the people that. You know, it's like, oh, automatically, I don't stand beside you. Uh, as far as the, you know, festivals, they're being reactive to everyone yeah, else. It's like what society away. is giving them, that's so, what they're going to get. So that's why I said, as far as the business decisions, they're just, I don't care what they do because they're going to do whatever to, to protect their bottom line. But as far as like the artists that are like, I disassociate with him, it's like, well, I be mm-hmm. dog. Okay. <laughs> like, well, all right. You know, and I mean, I don't want anybody to feel offended, but. But also, nigga, we yeah. talking about the baby, bro. We not talking about Beyonce. We talking yeah. about a, we talking about a nigga who obviously don't have no fucking friends in the industry. Like he he is not a likable person at all. So niggas <laughs> don't fuck with him anyway. So they probably was waiting on an opportunity to be like, I don't fuck <laughs> with the baby because why would you fuck with the baby? <laughs> this I nigga talking about beating your ass up in front of your partners and children. Like, come on, nigga. Like, that's I love not that line, something. By the way, I know exactly. It's cool <laughs> until you realize what the fuck he's saying. Then you like, I don't think I really want to fuck with that, though. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't condone you beating somebody up in front of their damn kids. That's yeah, yeah see that? Up. Yeah, that goes against your code. Yeah, yeah. That's right. funny, man. I still listen to his music, though. LGBTQ plus I love you I got friends who are whatever it doesn't matter to me uh so if y'all felt offended strictly apologize just know that I'm I'm just you know like I wouldn't want nobody to be hung out the dry and then everybody just leave you but you, you ain't gotta hang them out the dry you just gotta make sure that nigga know better Right. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> folks are about to try. But you yeah. know, that's society when you're in the spotlight. So yeah. yeah. That's what it is, man. Um 21 Savage versus 6ix9ine versus White 100. Steve brought this to my attention. I had briefly saw like something was going on, but Steve sent it in the Slack. I'm gonna let you handle this one, Steve. Um to make it quick, because I think we spent a lot of time. Man, we spent a, on a whole lot of time on the <laughs> just, uh Just to make it quick, there was a clubhouse. Uh, so, no, we're going to start back. Um, 
academics, Wack 100, uh, 6 9 did an interview. Somehow 21 Savage came up in the interview. Uh, 21 Savage made a comment about how he didn't agree with Wack 100. All this took place in a clubhouse. If y'all know what clubhouse is, the whole thing where everybody's talking, every, this clubhouse room. And Wack 100 asked him, what did you say? He said, I didn't agree. He, ca- he actually called him lame. He said, I didn't agree with you agreeing with a rat. And then 6 9 was also in there antagonizing everything. Uh, one thing led to another. Wack was like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I uh, beat up 21 Savage, blah, 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 all this. 21 Savage was like, I ain't finna do no gangster, man. So with this fake gangster stuff on uh, Clubhouse, whatever. And I think it's just kind of spiraled out of control. And I mean, it's gotten pretty interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. I know 21 has an issue with 6ix9ine. Uh, allegedly, there was a phone call and whatever. So I don't know what it's going to lead to. It's a big, gigantic mess, but I rock with 21 Savage. I'm not picking sides or anything. I rock with 21 Savage. Uh, I don't know how 6ix9ine is still relevant as he is, but uh, man, I always feel like when stuff, when BS happens, WAC 100 seems to be in the middle of it for some reason. So um, it's just a big mess and it's gained some traction and I'm wondering where it's going to go from here because there's a lot of crazy stuff said. So I don't know. I don't know. So it's a clip out there. You can hear the whole argument. I, I just feel like some stuff can be handled. You know, like when you get in front of people with a clubhouse from a bunch of people, I'm sure it was plenty of thousands of people in the room. I think people, you know, some stuff just don't need to be done. So that's just my opinion, man. I, I get it. Entertainment, all this mess, but yeah, we start talking about yeah, whoop somebody, all this. And, yeah, you're know. doing too much, bro. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're doing too much. He definitely yeah. was doing a lot in that in that uh, clubhouse. Yeah, but uh, I guess that that rounds out the news, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, let's get right into it, man. Let's waste no time, man. The locks versus Dipset versus was last uh, was on the third. Yeah, mm-hmm. August third, whatever date that was. Um, I my vote is this was the best versus. Well, I I it's definitely top five versus that they've had. Um, maybe top three. Um, that was there, and I think Jada Kiss gets the MVP for at least of those, at least two or three of those top five. <laughs> If that makes sense. I mean, like, I'm just going to give him two extra MVPs um, for this (laughs) versus that he did, because my dog, (laughs) like, he said, hold my beard to the locks (laughs) and went in, man. All I got to say, man. Go ahead, Steve. (laughs) So, uh, of course, we talking about the versus battle. Um, Quick history lesson, if, 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 the Locks, if you don't know the Locks, is a legendary rap group that was once signed to Bad Boy, then signed to Rough Riders after they left Bad Boy, uh, and then also went off to just kind of do their own thing and just become incredible, uh, which is Jada, which is made up of Jada Kiss, Chic Looped, Styles P. Uh, go check all their stuff out. Um, Dipset, uh, if you don't know, another legendary New York group, which consists of uh, Freaky Ziki, <laughs> which is more like the hype men of the group, but Cameron, uh, Joel Santana, and then Jim Jones, of course. Um, I don't, they've never they had like beef. A lot more. 
people. <laughs> oh, well, they were, they were signing like, really. Yeah. Like the core was them. Like the rest yeah, were like yeah, people yeah. that they signed, like J.R. Ryder and yeah. so on and so forth. And I mean, I guess, you know, pretty much they were still part of it. But the the core of the group was them, you know, those four. Mm-hmm. Uh and then from there, I mean, hey, the rest is history. And they put out some incredible music during the 2000s, as well as uh, Jadakiss still putting out incredible music at the at this time, as well as Jim still doing some great music at this time. And uh, we haven't had heard much from Cramron, but yeah, he's still doing some uh, doing some things as well. And they never had like beef. Uh, this was just a verses and what they always say with the verses is this is a celebration of music. So two legendary New York groups did some uh, did some incredible, which I think New York, uh, New York definitely won that night. Um, another quick thing, Jadakiss, the first uh, the first individual being on two different verses. Yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, and he was on another one. Yeah. Him and yeah, Fabulous. Was, him and Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, I missed that one. I missed that one. Oh, uh, yeah. That's when we got drunk Jada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this night, there was no drunk Jada. There was Kiss the Destroyer because he came out <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> to destroy. <laughs> All right. Listen here. Uh, so, man, we're going to have a great discussion about this, man. It was a good time. We all caught it. We got a lot to say about it. Uh, Tommy already kind of briefly gave his opinion about was it the greatest verses ever? <laughs> he said it was definitely top five. I want to hear from G. Uh, what what you think, man? Was this possibly the greatest verses ever? I think I think it has to be one of them because like I don't know a lot of music from the locks or dipset because y'all know me, I'm biased as fuck against uh, that music. But like <laughs> <laughs> I, the the thing that keep being in my head is the little clip that I keep seeing everywhere of Jada Kiss when he's zooming in before he started performing New York. Oh, and uh, <laughs> when he was like, "Y'all know me, it's Kiss." I'm outside. Like, <laughs> that shit is crazy enough right there by itself to be like, yeah, this is this is one of them top moments right here. Even if it's not a top five verses, that's mm-hmm. one of the top moments right yeah, there. Like they sure. had that set up very well, and then they like. Go out to it's like I got a hundred, there's a hundred clips. They got I'm from New York, and then they pan to Fat Joe in the crowd, right? And this yeah. nigga going wild and shit. And I'm like, see, this is what people want from a versus, bro. right? It looked yeah. like a fucking concert, and it's got stars in the audience and shit. And and the way he was talking bad to like bruh. the whole time, like bruh. that shit just hilarious, bro. That <laughs> shit was so funny. It was so much in there, like style, like <laughs> yeah, it was a moment camera uh kick Styles P. Uh Styles P was so aggressive to everybody. Uh there was a moment too many people were on the stage. Two big guys with no shirts on. I don't know. Why did you like, not have where shirts? Where did they on? come from with no uh, shirts? <laughs> Jim Jones with a leather suit, and it's the summertime. We don't <laughs> like it's too much. Um Cameron and just kind of lure suit on. <laughs> Who? Cameron. Yeah, yeah, he actually did. And Jewels, yeah. I don't know what he had on. Yeah, he just had on everything on. he could find. Right. Yeah, he did have yeah. a big coat. <laughs> um, Man, and, they hit that bandana on till that junk got snatched. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it, it was just some amazing, amazing. It was just so amazing because you got so much from, from both sides. Um, and I'm glad you brought up like 
just watching it because when I watched it, I ain't gonna lie. The first thing I was like, man, I gotta experience a new New York club. You know what I'm saying? I just got to feel that feel because when I watched it, man, the feeling I got was just something legendary because you can see from the crowd, like the crowd was in, uh, the camera view. We forgot to mention that Bruce Buff, not Bruce, Michael Buffer. Yeah. If you know who Michael Buffer is, Bruce Bruce Buffer's brother. You know, Bruce Buffer does USC when he announces the fighters. Michael does the boxing. Legendary Michael Buffer was there to announce uh, both Dipset and the locks coming in. So if that doesn't tell you how big this was, plus it was a boxing match <laughs> before this all started. Uh, the fight was fixed. <laughs> I don't know about being fixed. That what kids said? The fight is fixed. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but I got this feeling like, to like, I was like, man, it's got to be electric being in there. Like, I think that's something that people will never, ever forget. And folks going to be like, where were you the night that Dipset and the locks did a versus battle. Not only that, they did it. I want to say that spot was where they used to do the source awards because I think the I recognize the lights. Square Gardens, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought they was at the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, and but I think that specific room they've done a source award in oh. before. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. And I got source award vibes. I got like legendary oh, yeah. vibes. So for me, when y'all were watching it, how did you feel? Because we're from the south, so you know. We we don't we, you know I've been to New York a co- you know once <laughs> and I would love to go back but seeing something legendary like that in New York um, essentially the mecca of hip hop as they say mm-hmm. and seeing just the electricity like what feeling what what immediate feeling did you get when you watched it? Um, I you know the feeling I was like I was like man I hope nobody get into a fight. <laughs> you know, I felt like it was a lot of tension between everybody, but uh no, I felt good. I got that same vibe, that Source Awards vibe, um, you know, mm-hmm. and and a good time. Like I felt like the locks were there to put on a show. And Dipset, and I think me and you had talked about it briefly, but Dipset was just there, um, not to put on a show, but, you know, just to kind of listen to some of their music, perform some of their music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The locks was there. They was like, nah, nigga, we, like, finna show out. We here to win. We're about to win. They're going to lose. Nah, but I, I felt I had a good feeling about it, man, when, once... Everybody came on. I had a real good feeling about it because, like, when I started watching, they were they were like walking out, you know. So okay, I was like, damn, that's perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, you ain't experienced a long wait. That's <laughs> rest of us. Uh, G, what 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 feeling you got? Because you now, if y'all don't know, you know, for any new listeners, G is a is is a MC. So I want to know, like. What was it for you seeing that? Um, well, two things. The first thing is like uh, when he started talking about them, like rec- like performing over their vocals and doing lip syncing and shit like that. That's a pet peeve, bro. Like for 
anytime you go to any hip hop show, it's always somebody there talking about how somebody performing over they recorded vocals and they shouldn't be doing that. And if you don't mm-hmm. hear it at the show, you're going to hear it after the show. The DJs be complaining and shit. They be like, you got to perform your shit, bro. Like, you can't come in this motherfucker and just be singing along to the music. And I thought it was funny that Jada Kiss was like, nigga, y'all can go to Apple Music for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to come in here to perform. Like, nigga, this New York, the Mecca, that kind of thing. Um, and that's yeah, something that has been a freestyle right after yeah, that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's the feeling that I um I got from that was like it kind of took me back to like being on stage. And I was like, damn, I kind of missed this shit. Because that's that's how we do it. Like when we get up there, we might do some songs and shit, but we also getting up there and we just gonna bust a random freestyle. We're gonna start doing a, a quick little written right quick just because just because we got the fucking mic and you niggas yeah. gotta pay attention right now. And and also because the crowd engages differently when it's unexpected bars, when it's like mm-hmm. something that they wasn't thinking you was going to hit them with. They're like, oh, shit, this is a surprise. Like, I knew you was going to perform this song, but I didn't know you was going to do all that kind of shit. So that was cool. And I like that you had likened it to a um, like a New York club because it did give me like the same energy of like being in the club, mm-hmm. not necessarily in New York because I've never been, but mm-hmm. <laughs> even in Memphis, like, when I'm in Memphis and I hear, if I was in the club in Memphis and say, like, yo, Gotti, that's what's up, song, come on. Like, the shit erupts, bro. It's a different fucking world when it's like the song is about you and your people and where y'all from and y'all in the area. It's, it's just different hearing yeah. it in a room full of Memphians and shit. And so I'm sure, like, when they played New York and shit like that, it just, it, it had a different feeling for those people in there because this home, nigga. Like, we, we at home talking about home. They rapping about home. This a hit song. Like, nigga, we all know it. They probably love that shit. And so, yeah. I'm sure that was amazing. Just watching that energy was amazing. Yeah. And uh, um, and that's exactly what, like, that's exactly what it was. I felt like I had a peek inside of a New York club without never being there. Mm-hmm. And seeing that and being like, goodness gracious, this must be like, how that feels, you know. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons why I want to like I want to experience that. It's it's like going to you know, uh, it's like going to a game, you know, a home game, you mm-hmm. know, and feeling that energy like oh, like whoa, you know. Uh, so no, nah, that's perfect, and I'm glad you brought up the New York because that was like the iconic moment of the New York. It, it changed when that happened. But what, you know, what we haven't been bringing up was that right before that Cameron dropped, welcome to New York city. And it was, it was live as well, but Cam stuck his foot in his mouth. Cause he said, what do you got? You ain't got a better New York record than that. And then kiss. <laughs> Like Tommy said, the MVP of the night is like, what? And then next thing you know, it was like too easy. And you just hear, you hear that. And then the crowd goes nuts. Like if you ever been to a wrestling event or watch a wrestling event, when there's a surprise entrance and nobody's expecting, the crowd just goes, it gets deafening. And I feel that was the same way because I think when they dropped that welcome to New York, it was it was dope, right? It's welcome to New Cam, welcome to New York City. But then when Cam says, "You what you got? You ain't got no better New York song better than that." And then you hear that, and then the crowd's like, "Oh!" 
And then Kiss grabs the mic and it's like a perfect promo. He's like, it look, is. this is me. I didn't move to Miami. I'm on the same block. And like, I get goosebumps looking at it because yeah. you really see him locked in. Yeah. And it's like, it's as if like, all right, the crown, like, the crown has been passed right now. <laughs> Kiss is the king of New York because he's like, I'm on my block. Oh, Kiss, you he takes his hat off. You yeah. know me. I ain't moved to Miami. And then, and then he puts his hand up and it's like, I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. And they're like, welcome to New York. And it's like, it's like, oh my goodness. Like the energy, the feel was like ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I agree with Tommy. Like if anyone's an MVP of that night, like it, 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 it's Jada. And then like thinking about like seeing two different sides of Jada kiss, like, all right, on the one with him and fabulous, we got drunk kiss. So we got, he was drunk. He was doing these dances. And then on this one, I, I coined it as I, he was like, we got drunk kiss on the first one. Now we got kiss to destroy because it, he was locked in. Right. So with that being said, like, of course we haven't had two We haven't had any, anyone else come. I don't think, now nah, we haven't had anyone else be on two um, two mm-hmm. verses yet. And it'll be interesting to see if someone else gets that opportunity. But as of right now, Kiss is undefeated. Is he king of the verses right now? Like, like right now, today, this, yeah, this, at this very moment. He has the heavyweight <laughs> championship belt. He nice. has what? title. He is the king. You got to beat him. To be the best, <laughs> you really do. <laughs> like I don't care what anybody says, man. Kiss, like, dude, like it was like, I hate to say it like this, but the disrespect he showed to them, like, <laughs> yeah. like y'all are out here lip singing, y'all playing, y'all yeah. playing. This man, uh, uh, what was the beat? It was a Biggie song. Yeah, who oh, shot you? Look, shot you. And uh, y'all, what do you call them? You dick and y'all pussy, y'all neighbors, bro. That yeah. is so fucking hard. <laughs> I was, I was no, like, look, the line where he said, niggas go to jail to get their teeth fixed. So if you don't know, Jewel's recently mm-hmm. got out of jail. And what people also may not have caught is I that Jewel's. Did you know that Jewel's don't have front teeth? Yeah, he, I, I think knew he that his, part. Yeah. yeah, he got his teeth fixed. So it was like the perfect, like, oh my goodness, did he just say that? Because you know, Jewels. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Bro, they didn't, they didn't have a, uh, they didn't have a, a comeback for anything. Like once he said, um, "Y'all are lip singing," and I'm out here, I do this for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have, they was thrown off the from the from the rest of the show, and they didn't mm-hmm. have a way to come back. They they played uh, balling. But even when they played that, they set themselves up for failure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they played too had, much at the beginning. He also had told them folks, because uh, they was like, I think it was Jewel talking about, you in here trying to wrap the niggas in, uh, in Attica and shit. And he was like, he act like we ain't got shit for the ladies. And then he started playing lady shit. And then he was like, nigga, we got Grammys. Grammys. These niggas don't know what a Grammy look like. <laughs> See, we know Grammys. Y'all know Grams, all right? <laughs> this nigga, super like, disrespectful. Super disrespectful, bro. But it's, it's like, they didn't have any, they didn't have a comeback for it. At no, all. Not at all. Cameron tried, but mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think they were trying to save all their stuff 
to like the end to kind of roll it out. But it was too late. Like yeah. they had too much you and they hit him in the it. mouth from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, kind of absolutely. Say, uh, uh, Styles P wasn't rapping anything. And then the next song, he he come. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you just like, dog, you just like, just just handle Kiss right now, man. Because them, but <laughs> yeah, you're just making it worse on yourself. Because you know? we also have to mention that Sheik Loot and, and Style P did do their thing as well. Because there was a moment there with Styles. Styles hit a freestyle as well. I don't think Sheik hit any freestyles, but he did do one of his solo songs and you know, saying his mm-hmm. verses. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know. If you, you couldn't handle Kiss by itself, but when the other two start going, is it? It's just even a bigger monster. Right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's um, like that's like getting your ass whooped by somebody, and then you point to his partner on the side and be like, "But your ass ain't do shit." It's like, nigga, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and he come up the side. <laughs> and he come up the sideline and whoop your ass too. It's, he's like, like oh, oh my god, I didn't need to. You can't handle him. <laughs> Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, and, and I think people actually kind of, I think people kind of forget like how incredible the locks run has been is that look, they're affiliated with so many great people, right? They were first on bad boy and we did, he, they dropped a bad boy hit, of course. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? They move, they leave bad boy and they go on the rough riders with, with DMX. So you're looking at puff daddy, biggest smalls mace, and uh, everyone else that was on Bad Boy around that time, which was an incredible roster. Mm-hmm. And then you look over here at Rough Riders and you're like, DMX, Eve, Dragon, and and who, whoever else over there is like, the level of greatness that they were around, like, I mean, what else could you, like, like, goodness gracious. Like, <laughs> like they had no, no choice but to be yeah. Uh, great, and I know that you know, like G Dream G brought up a good point. Like being from the south, we may not have been on them like we should have, because mm-hmm. we was on Dipset because they kind of catered to us, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Locks were just superior, you know, MCs who did New York stuff, and then Jada eventually, you know, I think Jada's breakout moment for the South was him on uh, a little John record, and we was like, oh my goodness, you know. Yeah. Um, but seeing, you know, seeing that, like, you know, a lot of people kind of said the same thing as G, like, yo, I didn't really know much of the yeah. Lox's stuff. And then after that, they were like, oh, my goodness, like, like, where have I been? I think somebody tweeted something saying that all this time I thought that uh, I can't remember the tweet. I wish I had it in front of me, but basically he was saying all this time I thought, you know, that Jada wasn't that good, that he couldn't do this, or the locks that wasn't that good. And he was like, I like to tell all of you right now, I am effing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, seeing all that, and, and you know, Dip says no slaps. Like, we love yeah. him still. Uh, but seeing all that, like, is this a resurgence for the locks? Like, we, we now hear them on... Yes on the Kanye record and now like every, I think every, like even in this in Atlanta, you hear the locks on the Kanye record. And if you saw the crowd, they were like, Oh, and I know it's right off of that. So like, is this a resurgence for the locks is now, are they now finna get their flowers that they deserve? Maybe. Uh 
I think yeah. th- that's a good way for it to happen is off the strength of that. Um, mm. Just coming off of that big, like, spectacle to then kind of ride that into the next thing, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, same thing, man. Um, this will be the moment. If they like right now, today, they have they they got the keys to their <clears throat> career. You know, literally, they got the keys to Yonkers. They got the keys to, to fucking Harlem right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what what their sales are gonna do. You know, after this, like, are people gonna go back and go listen like to people, everything? People have you know? man. I've yeah, seen them have. on uh, like on title does this top one hundred list, and and you're seeing the locks in mm-hmm. in the uh, in the list and stuff. So. Um, people have started to listen to them uh, more because of this. Because I mean, like, bro, mm-hmm. like every, like you said, a lot more people knew about Dipset <laughs> because of who they catered to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot of people knew about the Locks, or they knew about Jada Kiss, but they didn't know they didn't mm-hmm. listen to the Locks as a group and yeah. the music that they produce because they catered to their city, you know. Um, that's why it's important to like listen to shit from different areas and stuff, right? right. Like, cause nigga, currency put me onto the locks because he works with Styles P and Jada Kiss a lot. Yeah. Um, and so like you'll see them niggas pop up as a a feature a lot, and you just be like, oh shit, they're gonna fucking Styles P again, right? Right. And you're right. like, why is Styles P consistently coming up? And so you go back and you check out his shit, and you're like, okay, this nigga spitting, and then you can do the same thing with Jada Kiss. That's how I know any of what I do yeah. know about mm-hmm. the locks is from being introduced to them from other artists from the South who gave them respect right. um, or their flowers, as y'all say. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, I think it's a good move, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, like, if they put out music, people going to listen to it. Because, yeah. I mean, like, they put they put themselves in a position to win by doing that versus and doing it in the fashion that they did it in. Because if it was scored... This would have been a like Kiss said. It's a the fight is fixed. They can't win. (laughs) (laughs) They can't win. (laughs) Hey, uh, man, I want to know if if uh, if Mary J gonna gonna do something. But that's that's another discussion. Yeah, (laughs) that's another discussion. Why you wonder if she gonna do it now? Cause man, it just felt so good. It was such a feel good moment that I think some people might be like, you know what, I might want to do it now. You know, I like I can see that attitude yeah. really change, bro. Like, like, yeah. like, like for example, like Tommy wanted me to play football in high school, and I was like, nah, I don't really want to. Uh, he was like, but you're good. Like, why not just go and play on the team? I'm like, nah, I don't want to. And then I saw them out there, you know, they were playing. I was like, well, shoot, maybe I do. You know, you kind of be like, hey, yeah. maybe I want to pad up and go. Like, mm-hmm. but and sometimes that happens, and you be like, dang, you know. So I wonder if this is something to make because after that, like historical type of because like you got some historical moments like Gucci Man and Jeezy, mm-hmm. and now you got the Locks and Dipset, and Locks and Dipset never had no beef mm-hmm. uh, like Gucci and, and Jeezy, but you, you're able to make this iconic moment. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible, and it's like, all right, 
maybe, maybe I, maybe I do want to do this just to have fun, you know? Uh, so I wonder if, you know, what's going to happen with other artists. Are they going to get inspired to go and do it? Um, yo man, uh, what was your most, what was the most disappointing, um, what was your most disappointing and most positive, uh, or unexpected, I guess we'll say, well, we'll say positive because we know what the unexpected was. The locks yeah. punched him in the mouth. Uh, but what was your most disappointing um, uh, uh, moment of the verses? And what was you thought the most positive moment of the verses? Um, well, my most disappointing part was Dipset. I don't think they, they didn't bring out everybody I was expecting to see, you know, um, because a lot of their they're not a lot of their best artists to me wasn't on stage, but who was on stage were the most famous artists. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And what was disappointing was the way the, the locks competed. Dipset didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a response back to it. It was like your big brother picking on you and you can't, you, you have no way of winning this thing. You know, <laughs> and they didn't have any way of winning. And so I think that's the most disappointing thing. But the most positive thing was we got a chance to see two, like you said, iconic groups um, get together and share a stage, do their music together um, and essentially enjoy what they're doing and, and have fun at what they're doing. Um, that was the most positive part. I think uh I think Jim Jones and Styles P at one point was like, hey, nobody is is like we don't have beef with each other. We are all family. We cool and blase this. I think it was after uh, somebody snatched uh, Joel's uh, <laughs> bandana off his head. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, it, it was like a bunch of people on stage, you know, and stuff like that. And I think that's one of a, a positive part, too. Like they had to you know, say, hey, we cool. We family here, man. We ain't trying to fight each other and shit, man. So, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my take. Yeah, Dude. I think, I think disappointment wise, it probably would have been just like the, the lip syncing and the not knowing the lyrics part. Cause I just, mm-hmm. this is just a pet peeve. It's like, nigga, how you don't know your own damn lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you wrote them. And you, you, you wrote them, recorded them and have, uh, performed them several times at this point. Yeah. How do you not know your lyrics? Um, but <laughs> then, like, with G's face and the finger saying, You wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll be perfect. <laughs> and then, uh, as far as just positive, just the moment, like, just yeah. it just being a, a very, very electric moment and just seeing, because I didn't get to see it until after the fact, I didn't watch it live. And so, like, seeing all of the the buzz around it was just beautiful. That's what made me want to see it. Because it was just like, damn, everybody talking about this shit. And it looked like it was really good. And then mm-hmm. seeing, like, them clips and stuff. And I was like, bro, this was cool. Like, I had to see it. Yeah, yeah. Word. Uh, I got to agree with y'all, man. It's all of those and then some more. Um, definitely at the end with all of them together, you know, saying I was love. And then, of course, we're getting a tour out of it, which is pretty cool. With State state Property is going to be on it. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be firecracker tour. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, man, I agree, man. That was incredible. I think, man, I think New York, 
Man, New York really won that night. Uh, who y'all think the real winners and losers was? Well, no, there was no losers, I don't think. But who y'all think the real winners were uh, that night? Jada Kiss. Y'all seen that nigga with his, uh, y'all seen him with the coat on doing the Kobe thing. Doing the, the coat, end. yeah. <laughs> King Kiss. That hey, that, that's what it is. It's crazy because all these interviews are now popping up of him and, and like all type of stuff is popping up now. Um yeah. one last thing for before we before we go. Like, does this, do you think that this will spark the resurgence of the New York hip hop scene? Um, the reason why I say that is because if we've noticed, like, with cats like ASAP Rocky or um, PB Rock or uh, a few others that I can't think of at the moment, they kind of have a down south, uh, French Montana too, they kind of have like a down south twang to their New York style. Um, Nigga, 50 Cent did too. Yeah, as well. <laughs> um, do you think that this, you know, it, it was a great night for hip hop alone, but for new for the New York, for that up north rap scene, do you think this is something that could re-spark that? Whereas, you know, eventually, you know, the era begins to move back to that new to the New York to New York area or the up north area. Cause you know, it's like Philly, New York, and all that together. Um, my answer is no, <laughs> I, and the reason why I say that is because, man, the the South is such a it's it's the South's turn. You know, I feel like up north you had a a certain way of rapping and a certain way of of doing the music of hip hop and everything, but now that wave is is here, and so. I don't know if that wave is going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I think we're still going to get the lyricist out of New York, but they're just going to sound like Southern rappers. They're going to have Southern beats and stuff like that. So um, Pop Smoke was, where was he from? He's from New York, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the the hottest that we had from New York to give a sound and even then he links with the Migos so he gets the he catches on to the Migos sound you know um, even you look at Meek Mill Meek Mill has that that northern his lyricism is is northern but the, the sound is southern you know so I mean it's the sound like we're going to get the lyrics but the sound is going to come from somewhere else and so that's why I say no. Gee, what'd you think? Um, I think it's gonna be interesting to watch. <laughs> I think that I think that uh with that getting so much attention, people and especially the way that it did get attention, the way that like kids kept bringing it back to like just like the raw version yeah, of, yeah. of rapping and like just nigga emceeing basically. Um, I think that may be something that people will latch on to and you may see some influence from that leak over into people's songs. Um, <clears throat> just the way that they rap and the way that they do their thing. Uh, you mm-hmm. might hear some influence from that. You may see them on some some features and shit coming up soon. Um, like we just said about the Kanye thing, but it may be more than that. Like you might fuck around and see a, a little baby track with Jada Kiss on that motherfucker. Like you just don't know. <clears throat> um 
And I think it's going to also leak over into other affiliated acts as well. Because after you go back and you, after this versus, you decide, oh, I got to go learn my shit about the locks. You go look up the locks and then you see some people who featured on those albums and you start checking them people out. And so it may bring some attention to the scene, I think, um, in the coming weeks and possibly months, you'll see some resurgence in that manner as far as them getting a little bit more attention for that kind of stuff. See some interviews here and there. I don't know if they already have been on stuff like the Breakfast Club afterwards, but that's definitely coming if it ain't already happened. Somebody got that shit in the works. They trying to get them on the show so they can talk about the verses and especially Jadakiss. Yeah, I think they have. Uh, I got to go look. I saw something pop up, but I didn't I didn't check it out. Uh, Yeah, man, uh, me, I think like I think the South has had it for so long. Uh, But I think something like this, you know, I think it's it may have sparked something. I look at it as a different dynamic where maybe it sparked the pride. You know, mm-hmm. like the the having pride back in that style of music, uh, cause, cause I think we all went in like, man, the locks are dope, but Dipset got it. Until <laughs> until I surprised, it was a landslide for the locks, and we're like, oh my goodness, they got punched in the mouth and couldn't recover. Yeah, like <laughs> like punched like repeatedly. Uh, and I feel like you know the feel going back to the field, like the feeling in that building. I think a lot of those MCs up there are like, man. After that, I I I can't I can't pull out nothing slow. Like I gotta go. You know, I think it's gonna put you know something a battery in a lot of their backs to be like, bro, we are dope. You know what I'm saying? We've been dope. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and the world has seen and the world loves it. So why you know what I'm saying why can't we have it? So I think um, I think this very well could be the spark back to. Uh, back to that New York. Um, and, and, you know, the South has had it for so long. I don't think the South is, you know, people love the music, the music that we have. Like, I mean, I think we're going to have to step up too because some of the stuff we've been putting out is kind of some trash. Uh, but I think also, you know, I think our music has a place as well as the music from the West. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this may spark something with, with up North in New York. So I, I think it is something that, like G said, we're going to have to it's going to be something to watch, you know, to kind of see how does the rest, everyone else follow up behind this. So, um, yeah, man, that was it, man. That, that, hey, that was it. The locks versus Dipset, man. Great event. Uh, I have probably watched it twice by now. Yeah. I, it's, yeah it's just, I haven't watched it twice. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to put it up there, man. If it's not number one, it's definitely number two or three, mm-hmm. uh, as far as versus. So, Oh yeah, yeah for man. sure. Yo, so if y'all hearing it, man, give it let us know, man. Answer, you know, we got all these questions here, man. Y'all can follow along, put it down in the comments. Uh, let us know what you think. Is it is it the greatest versus battle of all time? Have we crowned Kiss as the king? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, so bounce is over the tummy, man. With that being said, man, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Speaker Geekers Podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel. Um, also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Greg at instantly underscore G, and you got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. Um, like Steve said, man, answer the question 
Um, was this the greatest, the best so far of the versus battles, man? Let us know. Um, yeah, you guys got anything? Hey, man, I need that plasma down in Miami. Oh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> to follow that up, bro, I just want to uh, give a shout out to my uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law, Allison. I was in... Um, yeah, her name Allison as well. But, I was confused. Um, I, was, I was like, wait, man. Hold yeah, up. I was in Memphis and she was like, she was like, yeah, Greg, you ain't been on the podcast lately. And I was like, dang, I didn't even know you was listening. So like, oh. shout out to Allison, bro. She shout was out like, to Allison, man. Because I was listening and I was like, dang, Greg ain't even on here. <laughs> Yo, that's what's up. Shout out yeah. to Allison, man. Hey, man, that's what I like. Matter of fact, shout out to your Allison, uh-huh. Doctor, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, that's a that's a great accomplishment, man. And uh, tell her we appreciate appreciate her and uh, congratulations to her and uh, all that good those good things, man. And then the other Allison comment. I want to see your comment because if you're listening, we didn't shout you out. You better comment. Tell all your other little girls to comment. Not little girls. My bad. That that came out wrong. All your other home girls to comment. Y'all just comment. Have a powwow. We don't respond. I mean, come on. <laughs> Man, but with that being said, man, I'm out. Peace. Peace. Peace out.